Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Manifesting Podcast. Today we are on episode 9, uh, titled Tools for Ascension. This is episode 9 in a 10-part series on awakening to the fifth dimension, the journey of self-realization. My name is Lena. I'm a spiritual teacher and a conscious manifestation coach. And I have been on my uh, awakening an ascension journey. Well, I away. I mean, we're on this journey for for the the time that we are incarnated here on Earth, lifetime after lifetime. But I've been consciously awake since 2019 and uh, on my ascension path. So there are some things that can help you. On this journey, um, once you become consciously aware that some of the things you may be going through, some of the physical symptoms that you may be experiencing are ascension symptoms. So uh, it's not always pleasant, but again, there are some things that can help you on your path, some different tools, practices, and, um, you know, and rituals. So. The first one um, is going to be meditation. All right. So, again, these are some tools and practices for ascension into this, into the, a fifth dimensional state of awareness. And as I mentioned in the last episode, this is this idea of a fifth dimensional state of consciousness um, is rooted you know, both in spiritual and metaphysical belief systems with the aim of expanding consciousness and raising one, raising one's, you know, vibrational frequency because we're all energetic beings. Uh, our souls are energetic. So these tools that I'm going to talk about, you know, off, are often considered you know, pretty good aids in, in personal growth and awakening to these higher states of awareness um, and like I said, the first one I'm going to talk about is meditation. So meditation, you know, most people are aware of meditation. It's really this fundamental, a fundamental tool in raising your consciousness. Um, and regular meditation uh, practices can help quiet the mind, increase self-awareness, and really open the door to higher states of consciousness. You know, and there are various meditation techniques, you know, mindfulness meditation, um, you know, just practicing loving kindness and, and, and sending, you know, this, these light and this love out into the world. If that's what you choose to do, there's chakra meditation, which can be explored. There's, uh, quantum jumping meditation. There's so many different types of meditation that you can use. And I, you know, I'm aware that at first it can be a little bit difficult to kind of quiet the mind, but with practice, it gets easier and easier. All right. Another thing that, that is helpful is energy work. So uh, this can be things like Reiki, uh, 
Qigong, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, pranic healing, and, uh, you know, just different things working with the energy uh, in your in your body, Tai Chi, etc. So these different modalities really focus on working with the body's energy systems, clearing, you know, blockages, raising the, you know, your vibrational frequency, etc. And, you know, energy work is believed to promote spiritual growth and healing. Now, for me, I um, am a level two Reiki practitioner now because I wanted to, now I wanted to learn Reiki because of what I was experiencing physically um, with the kundalini energy in my body, like wanting to understand it better and be able to work with it better. So, and not only that, but because of the, uh, the information I received, the channeled information I received, the visions, um, that I get and just a, a load of other things I experience, um, and being able to see energy as well. So I really under, really wanted to understand Reiki better and to be able to work with it, not only for myself, but for others. So, um, energy work can, can be very, um, can be very helpful on, on your, on your journey. For me, when I, anytime I've gone to a Reiki session and I'm laying there on, you know, the table, I generally will get, uh, downloads of information and, um, yeah, I'll be able, I'll be able to, to see, um, different things like different visions and things when I'm laying on the table. Um, there was one time I was in a Reiki session and, you know, I was laying there on the table and, uh, the, there was sound bath music playing, um, like sound bowls and stuff. I think that's what it was. My eyes were closed, but the, um, the lady that I saw, I've actually interviewed her. I actually, it, it was Julie. I interviewed her, um, here on my podcast, but she had sound bowls on, uh, on the, a side of the, the table that, or the rate, the Reiki table the massage table that I was on and I don't know if she was, I don't know if she was playing this where the sound was, if she was playing the sound, um, and was coming through a speaker or exactly what was happening, but I could hear the mute. I could hear the tones and the frequencies and my hand raised up off the table automatically. I didn't raise it up, but my left hand, which was facing uh, where the sound bowls and stuff were, um, just automatically raised up 
and it stayed there like the whole, like almost the whole time. It was like an hour long session, I think. Um, and my, and I couldn't move it. And my palm was facing the sound bowls, the, or the, the sound, wherever it was coming from, whether she had actually, um, struck the bowls, um, and was creating the sound or she was playing it, it was coming through speakers. I don't know. I should have asked her, but my, so my hand raised and my palm, uh, automatically without me doing anything turned towards the sound. So I still have not been able to explain that and the significance of that. My guess, I had guess is that it had something to do with my hand chakras. Um, because I'll often feel energy in my hands. So that was a pretty, uh, unique experience for me. All right. So let's see. And then, you know, and then tai, I've always wanted to try Tai Chi. I'm not a fan of like yoga and stuff, but I've wanted to, to try Tai Chi for a while. All right. So another tool that is helpful is mindfulness and presence. So just cultivating mindfulness in everyday life, being aware of your thoughts, being aware of what you're experiencing, etc., um, and then and living in the present moment, you know, fostering this greater self-awareness and facilitating conscious growth by being aware and by looking at everything as an experience. Um, as a lesson, as a reflection, what is, what are these things showing you? Okay. And then other techniques, mindful, mindfulness practices like uh, breath awareness, uh, mentally kind of scanning your body, right? Are you feeling pain somewhere? Um, are you feeling the flow of energy in your body? Where is being mindful of that? And, um, and then asking yourself, you know, where is this coming from? What, what is this, you know, what is this showing me, etc. Um, I, you know, I feel different things all of the, all of the time. Um, yesterday I was feeling, yesterday and the day before I was feeling a lot of, uh, a lot of sensation, like right in my third eye area, actually slightly above and to the left my metal, my metal forehead. And, um, and then I experience a lot of, uh, a lot of energy in my fingertips and in my, like my root chakra and in my lower extremities, I can physically feel the energy flowing through me. All right. Uh, let's see. So being aware of those things, scanning your body and understanding um, what what these ascension symptoms may be and then and you know what may be helpful to you uh, to help kind of manage these ascension symptoms. Uh, things like grounding, you know, drinking more water, um, changing your dietary habits sometimes. So just whatever, works for you. All right. Another tool is the, the Akashic records. 
So the Akashic Records are believed to be by most. I This is true for me, true for many others, but some, some don't believe it. Um, some do believe it, but haven't had the experiences as validation that the Akashic Records are actually um, a real thing. Uh, or in the Bible, it was called the Book of Life. But these the Akashic Records are believed to be a cosmic library of information that contains the collective wisdom of humanity. Basically, all of our experiences. Okay? Um, and, you know, things about our particular soul blueprints, etc. Um, accessing the Akashic Records through meditation or guided sessions or even higher, you know, even working with somebody who, who is able to access the records for you and, um, you know, and just share information with you is helpful. So the Akashic Records, these readings, whether you do it in meditation or whatever, um, I've done both. I've accessed them in meditation and I've had, uh, I've worked with uh, a couple different individuals who were able to access them for me. Um, they can offer insights and guidance that can assist in personal growth and spiritual development. For me, I was able to learn more about my, uh, you know, my soul blueprint things like that, for instance, you know, where like my, um, well, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that I learned, um, as far as my, where like my power, my powers in the seventh chakra, I, I'd have to go back and look at, at, at everything, um, certain past life information, um, Again, things about my soul blueprint, etc. The fact that I'm a, a a divine blueprint holder and a divine blueprint deliverer, and you can, I mean, the information. Um, if you receive that information, if you get any kind of insight and in meditation or from someone else, uh, um, about you know about your soul blueprint, different things. Like I'm a key holder. I had to look that up. Um, you. You can find information um, that can help explain things a little bit better, or you can ask and receive more information in meditation, um, or even perhaps somebody looking into your Akashic records. If you if you seek more information, the information is there. It's just a matter of accessing it. All right, um, crystal healing is also something else that you can do. Um, I just started working with crystals about a year ago. I don't do it on a consistent basis. I don't have a lot of experience with them. Um, I am drawn to, I'm only drawn to a, a handful of crystals, although I own probably hundreds of them now, um, you know, different shapes and types and, and things like that. My favorite, I really like the raw crystals more so than the tumbled stones, but I have a variety. All right, so crystals, you know, are believed to have a unique uh, vibrational frequency and healing properties. Um, the crystal healing practices involve working with specific crystals. 
to help balance and raise one's uh, energy. Uh, cleanse the aura and then facilitate spiritual growth. The more you work with crystals, the more you connect with them. Um, I think the the and the more you believe in in what you're intending um, with working with crystals, right? The better effect it's they're they're going to have. That work is going to have. Uh, sacred geometry is another tool. So sacred geometry is the study of geometric forms and patterns that are believed to have a profound impact on consciousness and spiritual growth. So med uh, meditation or meditating on sacred geomet geometric shapes, such as the flower of life or Metatron's cube, um, can be used to help expand awareness. Uh, our, and everything is connected, right? So um, sacred geometry is everywhere around us um, and within us as well. All right. Uh, another tool is sound healing. So sound healing utilizes the vibrational frequencies of sound to balance the body's energy and promote spiritual growth. Uh, techniques, you know, include using singing bowls, tuning forks, chanting, uh, specific man or mantras, etc. Um, you know, using specific, you know, frequencies, different hertz and things like that. Um, there and there are many many different ways that you can do it, um, and there is there are a lot of videos on YouTube and stuff um, that you can access. So another tool is yoga and breath work. So again, for me, I'm not a big fan of yoga. Um, I've tried breath work practices, but I'm still working with. <clears throat> uh congestion issues and things like that so breath work are uh, for me i wish i i shouldn't say i wish but my intention is to be able to practice that more depth um in the near future um and again i'm still working with you know uh, con some congestion issues that sometimes make it for me more difficult to practice deep, deep breath work. But uh, when I have been able to, to practice uh, really fluid or deep breath work, it's been uh, extremely helpful. Um, there are practices like uh, pranayama. Uh, there's kundalini yoga and, of course, other energetic forms of yoga and breath work um, that focus on the connection between the breath and the body and the spirit. Um, and, and these are de designed to raise our energy levels and support spiritual evolution. You can also try different rituals and ceremonies. Rituals and ceremonies um, can be customized to your belief system and intention. Uh, the... So these practices, and they don't have to be negative. I think you, sometimes when people think ritual or ceremony, um, it can go automatically to something that's not necessarily um, of good intention, right? 
um, but it can be anything that you want it to be. So you can, with different rituals, you can have like a cacao ceremony, right? Um, versus working with something like, you know, a Ouija board or whatever, or, or, you know, negative like spell casting, right? Those are some types of rituals that people would not necessarily, um, be great for, uh, expanding your consciousness from a loving, uh, uh, place, right? Because, well, I don't want to get too far into it, but rituals and ceremonies can have both negative, um, connotations and positive connotation connotations. It really depends on your intent. But if you're coming from a, a place of, you know, loving kindness, you're in that space of awareness, um, then you can develop rituals and ceremonies that again, can be customized to your belief system and intention and be very positive in nature. <clears throat> so, you know, setting positive intentions, uh, creating positive affirmations and, you know, symbolic rituals that, that help align you with your ascension journey can be very powerful. Um, there's also the nature connection, grounding, spending time in nature. It can be a very powerful tool for spiritual growth and ascension. Um, and it can help you connect with the natural world, help you quiet the mind and experience a, a sense of oneness with, um, with nature, with the universe, uh, being out in nature. Uh, I don't do it as often uh, as I should or could, uh, especially when it gets cold outside. I don't like being outside when it's cold. <laughs> um, but when it's warm outside, I go out and I, um, I ground a lot. And I, I go to the park occasionally and walk around. But I actually have uh, a goal to get out in nature more next year when it warms up again. I used to be out in nature all the time when I was, when I was younger and I absolutely loved it. And, you know, as I got older, things, uh, things, things changed and I just spent more time indoors. All right. So, um, the next, the next tool is study and self-inquiry. So the pursuit of knowledge, um, self-inquiry and the study of spiritual and metaphysical text can deepen your understanding of the journey to the, you know, to a fifth dimensional state of awareness. I will say, or at least this is, it's been my experience that I've got to a point now where seeking information outside of, of meditating and, and, uh, and deep self-inquiry doesn't appeal to me as much as just sitting and meditating. There are still books that I reference, um, still books that I really want to dive into. Uh, for instance, I just bought a book, uh, the Oversoul, the o Over Self Awakening, I think. Um, and then the Book of Knowledge, the, the, uh, the Keys of Enoch are two books. And I might actually create a series here on on either one of those books and kind of diving into those 
but you know, I've got over 200 books on my shelf. So I don't sit down and read as much anymore, but I do have a lot of books that I could reference if I wanted to. Um, meditation and, and sitting in silence, really. Not even necessarily just meditating, but sitting in silence, kind of daydreaming, and just that's really helpful, um, more so than seeking uh, information elsewhere. But the beginning of my journey, I was doing a lot of seeking um, and trying to understand YouTube videos, uh, other coaches, books, etc. Again, those things can be very helpful. Um, and the final thing I want to talk about is surrendering and letting go. So ascension really often involves just letting go of ego-driven attachments, beliefs, and fears, practicing surrender, and releasing what no longer serves your spiritual growth can be really transformative. And you'll find on this journey on this path that you'll naturally get to a point of surrender and letting go. It is a process. Um, and so some things are easier to let go of than others, some attachments, etc. but it gets easier. And again, some things will just naturally, you'll just naturally surrender and let go of. All right. So, it's essential to remember that, you know, the tools and practices um, on this journey of ascension and moving into these higher states of consciousness, specifically the fifth dimension um, that we're talking about, are highly subjective. Each individual will have their own experiences. So t- these tools, um, whatever they may be, should be tailored to your individual preferences and beliefs. Don't just take what somebody else tells you and run with it. I mean, you can, but really try to tailor things to what really works for you. All right. Exploring different modalities, finding what resonates with you is key. And additionally, you know, seeking guidance from experienced spiritual teachers, you know, mentors or practitioners can really provide valuable support on your ascension path, you know, on this journey of awakening. Um, So don't be afraid if you find somebody that really resonates with you and you want to work with them, try it out. Uh, You'll find some things will work for you and some won't. But again, um, find what resonates with you and tailor the different tools, techniques, rituals, etc., to what works for you, what resonates with with you. That's really key. All right, so that's it for today's uh, episode. Let's go see what we're going to talk about in our final episode next week, living in the fifth dimension. So that's a topic for our final episode. All right, thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. All right, bye now.